Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Outdoor Evolution Podcast. So, this episode is one that I have been looking forward to, basically since like 2016, whenever I started originally trying to make media and put it out there and get people jacked and excited about another huge love of mine that, you know, a lot of people know me for hiking and backpacking, but one of my first true loves is the bike. I basically grew up on a bike. So bike packing, bike touring, we're talking all things bike today. And with me as my lovely co-host is my, uh, my partner in crime, my right-hand man, my dearest friend, Wow. Einstein. You haven't given me that one before. <laughs> the dearest friend. Yeah. We're just going to keep every time you're on an episode, we'll just keep adding to I the I like list. that you call me your lovely co-host. It, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. really boosts my confidence Does going it? into it this makes, episode. Make you feel good? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad to be here and talk about some bikes. Yeah, man. We, so, love, we sit around here talking about bikes all day anyways. So much. It, it's funny. Like, I think a lot of people, again, know me and my media and probably outdoor evolution a lot because we do a lot of backpacking and, and hiking media, right? For sure. We talk a lot about that, even on the podcast, because a lot of us that are on the podcast are through hikers, right? And we spend a lot of time doing that. But me and Einstein, especially like here when we're in the office, when we're in the studio, there's a lot of bike conversation. We're talking about like switching out tires and trying new setups yeah and doing wheel builds right and... now I'm, I'm i'm building a new wheel set mm-hmm. so like we're always geeking out about bikes so our goal today folks our goal today is to get you interested and jacked about bike packing or touring or you know whatever you want to call it because there's so many different things that people call basically loading your gear up on a bike and going out for for a camping trip or an adventure but our main goal is to convince you why it's so good, why it's so fun. But before we jump into why bikepacking is so damn great, like I mentioned in the last episode, this season, we really want to start highlighting certain companies that have been part of our hashtag give a shit campaign, this, this, uh, this alliance that we put together that we launched back in 2020, where we asked companies in the outdoor industry, the cottage industry in specific, to give back to public lands. So this week, our hashtag give a shit company spotlight is on Garage Grown Gear. Garage Grown Gear is this really cool website that's basically like your, I don't know, local gear shop. They carry a ton of different gear from a ton of different cool small cottage company brands that cater to backpacking, bikepacking, through hiking, and a bunch of other outdoor activities. I actually used Garage Grown Gear while out on the CDT this summer, right around the Great Divide Basin in Wyoming. I needed a new pack liner, a sun umbrella, a little umbrella attachment system for my shoulder strap, and a new filter. Instead of going through all the individual cottage company websites, I was able to order everything through Garage Grown Gear and have one box shipped to me on trail, which is, uh, you know, if you're doing something like a through hike and you have to ship things to yourself while out on trail, like most of us do, it's really nice to only have to keep track of one box while you're in town. So aside from being a killer one-stop shop for a ton of smaller cottage company brands, Garage Grown recently became a hashtag give a shit company and did a huge giveaway, which we co-sponsored 
that was able to raise a bunch of money for the Conservation Lands Foundation. Garage Grown Gear not only does their part to give back to public lands, but they also sell gear from a ton of other hashtag give a shit companies. So make sure to check them out over at garagegrowngear.com, especially at the end of this month, because they're going to be having a bunch of great deals right around Black Friday, which means that if you're planning an upcoming through hike for next season, or you're trying to build out a awesome kit for bikepacking, getting into it after you listen to this episode, you could score some really sweet discounts all at once on some killer cottage company gear. Again, check them out at garagegrowngear.com. All right, so bikepacking, bike touring. Bikepacking and bike touring. Should we start by What's deciding, deciding? I don't know if there's really a big difference. Well, there's not. So <laughs> this, I mean, it's okay. So we're here to convince you why it's so awesome. Yeah. And this is actually one of the reasons why, because there's so many different ways to go on your two-wheeled adventure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's why we have all these different words for it, like bikepacking and bike touring. You know, I think in general, we can refer to it as bike touring, but yeah. there's just a lot of different well, ways to do I know some people it. that, like, even even though they're not on the road and stuff, they hate the term bikepacking. Like, they're just, they're traditionalists. They're like, well, regardless if you're on trail or if you're on a road, you are touring, right? You're out there and you're you're having this adventure and you're touring around, whether it's the woods or whether it's the city or wherever you're at. Yeah. So, you know, take it, take it with a grain of salt of how or what we're calling it or what people yeah. call it. I think altogether it is all about loading your bike up with, you know, some awesome gear, some stuff that you might need for a couple days. Maybe it's a couple weeks, maybe it's a couple months and going out and just having an adventure. And really it's no different than backpacking. I mean, if you stop and think about it, which yeah. I think is something we've always tried to push here on OE. Yeah, you know, it's you're you're moving differently and you're on a vehicle, so to speak, which yeah. you're not when you're backpacking, but what a you're human actually powered vehicle. A human powered vehicle. What you're actually doing is pretty similar. You know, you decide where you want to go and you go there and yeah. you know, you make sure you carry everything you're gonna need to do that trip, whether it's uh, you know, riding out and camping out for the evening or, you know, riding all the way across the country. So you're right. It is kind of similar to backpacking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically the exact same thing, except for, you know, needing a pair of shoes, you need a pair of wheels. Yeah. I mean, you know, the two-wheeled adventure, as it were. Yeah. Versus the uh, adventure by foot. Well, so what's different about it? What, like, why, how can bikepacking be different and fun in different well, ways? Well, I mean, you and I know that, but I think we should try to convince our audience of uh, how it's different, why it's different, and maybe why sometimes it's more fun. You know, I think that I've always tried to get it, get people to get into it, aside from myself, because, you know, I think that it, I, I'm never trying to, like, get people to replace, like, hiking and backpacking, because I still love hiking and backpacking, right? Like, I love it, but... I think that sometimes it's like you can only hike so much and you can only go out and hike, you know, backpack the same trails in the same places. But what makes bikepacking or touring fun is the fact that you can, you can use the same gear, you know, aside from having a bike and you can kind of switch it up to where maybe you're not getting so burnt out from the other thing. Because, you know, I found myself over the years, especially like doing all the through hikes and now, you know, close to 11,000 miles in six years. To be 100% honest, like, uh, I'm a little burnt out from walking, especially after the last uh, three yeah. and a half months, you know? Yeah. 
So doing something like loading up on my bike, I still get to go have that adventure. I still get to get out and have a fun time, but it changes it up. It's a little different. It changes it up. The other, you know, another cool thing about it is it kind of expands where you can go and when you can go there. Yeah. You know, with, with the backpacking and through hiking specifically, you know, anybody who's gone on a through hike or planned one or even like followed somebody else's through hike probably knows about how seasons can really, really restrict yeah, when you can absolutely. be somewhere and absolutely. like how you can get there. What's really cool to me about, you know, being on a bike is it, it's really a year round thing. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that kind of can take me into like why and how I got into bike touring, yeah. which was, you know, I had done the AT and I was gearing up to do the PCT and I had a bunch of time before the PCT was going to start, but it was kind of too late in the season to do any real backpacking. So I said, well, you know, I'll try this bike touring thing out because really I, you know, I did a road tour then and there was no, there was nothing weather or season wise that was going to come into play to make me like not be able to finish or anything, which is a huge calculation. You have to make backpacking. So right off the bat, you got that. If you, if it's January and you want to go on a bike tour, go do it. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean. Oh, totally. Especially like if you're doing like more, you know, gravel roads or paved roads or something. Right. And you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be listening that are, I think there's a lot because over the last couple of years or God, since 2016, when I really started pushing it on people, like on the YouTube channel and stuff, there were always people that like, I would never do that because I would never want to be in the road with cars, which I totally get it like i totally hear you on that for sure but i think what a lot of people don't understand is like kind of modern bikes and a lot of the bikes that we all use to tour or bike pack are great not only on paved roads but you're also on gravel roads you're on dirt roads so spending time you know out on an adventure with cars you don't have to do that you can do that and a lot of times i think the trips that you know we do it's kind of mixed terrain right like we're going to be riding on a little bit of pavement but mainly we're on you know, old forest service roads, uh, gravel roads, back roads, stuff like that to where cars really aren't out there. You might see one every once in a while, like a Jeep or something, but, or even like a four wheeler, but that's when it really does kind of start to feel like backpacking. Yeah. And you're just like kind of riding through the forest on a nice little two track road. My other arguments always been, especially out here is, you know, and this is without, this is the exception of the AT folks. So <laughs> hear me out when I say this, because it, I feel like every time I talk about doing like uh, a through hike or, or a trip out here, out West, and I say something about a road walk, you have people inevitably that have only ever hiked on the AT where it is only a footpath and it is like what? 99% trail at this point. Yeah. There's like, and they're instantly like, Ooh, road walking. And it's like, no, 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 that is every trail out West. Like you're going to have some form of road walking. And my argument's always been, think about those sections of like the Arizona trail. Yeah. The CDT parts of the PCT, all these trails out here where you do have to do these long gravel road walks, or you are on these old forest service road beds. And that's like the most mundane sections of the trail. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you're on a bike, it becomes really exactly. fun. Add a bike into that. And like you're, you're riding one of the, the, like the, the most fun sections of any trail you've ever rode. Yeah. So it, it's a nice way to kind of like take those again. It's if you live like out here in this area, especially in New Mexico and Arizona where, I mean, a good example is the CDT. While I was on the CDT, 
um, you know, for three months, almost four months, there were so many sections of that trail because so much of it is on road where I was just like, oh my God, I wish I had my bike right now. Like this would be fun as hell if I had my bike. Terrible hiking, terrible for like an actual through hike or carrying a backpack. But if I had my bike, totally different story. Yeah. So it's like being able to take, you know, these these mundane sections of the trail and these mundane sections of just like an adventure and totally turning them into something else and putting a different spin on them. Yeah, right? and you know, even if you don't live out west where there's a lot of forest service roads and a lot of bikepacking routes that you can find, They're you everywhere. know, there's like all these rails to trails stuff. Oh, yeah, and that's good, like, yeah, that's a good you point. You know, towpaths and especially all over paths. the Midwest and out east. Yeah, tons of exactly. Those, right? You know, I you know I grew up back east and like the CNO towpath, man, that's a great ride that a lot oh, of yeah. people do. A lot of people love that. Yeah, that's and, a really popular. And one. And like, what's the other one? The Katy Trail that a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people do that one. And what's so cool about those trails yeah. is kind of like what we've been saying. You can make it your own adventure oh yeah you know yeah you i can, think the other thing that's really fun about it is like well at least coming from like a through hiker standpoint i'm sure that there's people out there that just do like weekend trips where it's like well i'm gonna i'm gonna load up my backpack i'm gonna go out i'm gonna hike this section of trail i'm gonna come back to my car and go home so not really talking to those people but if you're a through hiker and you know like being out for an extended period of time say you've been out for like seven days and you're ready for a shower you're ready for some food and like you know, say if you're on a backpacking trip or a through hike and you're kind of five days in and you're like, man, I really want some town food, but I won't be there for another two days. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, on a bike, if you're ready for some town food and you find a road and you can ride to the nearest town, it's way easier <laughs> to yeah. get in and out of some place I mean, you to get, get resupplies. In, you can get it, depending on where you're touring, obviously, yeah. you can get in town pretty much as much as you want, oh, yeah. which, you know, can make it a more relaxing experience sometimes. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely adds an interesting component as far as meeting a lot of people who aren't doing the same thing as you. You yeah. know, when you do a through hike, most of the people you meet are other through hikers. You know, you meet trail angels and people in town sometimes. But, you know, on some of the bike tours I've done, the only people I met were people not on bike tours, just locals. Right. And I'm yeah. coming through their town and learning about them and hearing their stories and experiencing the specific culture in those areas. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that also for a lot of people that are out there that maybe, you know, what we saw a lot in the last year, last two years is there's been a lot of overcrowding on trails, right? A lot yeah. of overcrowding in certain areas on, on long distance trails, like say the AT or PCT. If you're a person that is trying to go out and have an adventure and be more by yourself, I can't think of really any other thing but bike packing and like bike touring where you literally can go out and be by, it's not like, you know, because it's not a set trail where everybody's doing the same route, you know, odds are you're not really going to see anybody while you're out there yeah. on your own route. Yeah. And it can be really fulfilling to spend all day by yourself on a bike and yeah, you can cover obviously some serious miles yeah. compared to backpacking Absolutely. and if you know, that's your thing. I think most people like, at least I always try to average like at least 50 maybe. And then from there up. Yeah, um, I mean, on, on your typical trip. Yeah, so. you know, it, it kind of works the same as it might with backpacking. You know, you you can do your own pace, and um, but what what's cool is you're just going a little bit faster. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. It's more feasible to do more things in a day. Exactly. Sometimes. You get to experience more. I, at least that's how I've always felt on like a bike tour or bike packing is you kind of get to experience more. And for me, at least, I guess because I'm riding. 
I don't have as much of the mundane because like in those mundane sections, like where you're trying to get from like, you know, uh, exciting thing to exciting thing to exciting thing, like a good view or maybe like a, a little pull off, like something, a, a feature, like say it's a natural arch or, yeah. um, say you're riding around the grand Canyon, like, you know, the spots where you can see the Canyon and stuff. You're, you're kind of, I don't know. It's, it's more, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's more, um, while you're doing those sections that maybe aren't as exciting because you're writing, it's engaging. Yeah. It's a little more engaging, right? Because like, you're like, Oh, well there's nothing really great here. I'll try to ride a little faster. I'll try to, you know, you got the wind in your hair and it's just more, I don't know. It's, it's something I've, Again, I've been just been trying to sell it to people for so, so why long. Do you it's think, funny. There's nothing to gain. Like, there's nothing I'm going to gain from selling things. Well, so <laughs> why do you think that it's maybe takes people a little more to get interested in something like bike touring? Or um, bike well, I think that there's probably a lot of um, there's a lot of barriers, right? So let's think about it for a second. If if we look at backpacking and we look at bike packing or touring or whatever you want to call it, there's more barriers. I think getting in to bike packing or touring. Um, then there is backpacking uh, mainly because like both you need gear, right? So you need mm-hmm. bags, you need a sleep system, you need a shelter, you need uh, a cook system. One, you're going to drive up to a trailhead, you get out of your car, you go mm-hmm. on a bike. Obviously you need a bike. Yes. Right. That's the big barrier. <laughs> That's a big you need the actual bike. But I think there's a lot of people that think that you have to have a special type because like you and i have specifically built up bike packing rigs like you have spent the time and invested the money in building mm-hmm. a bike for yourself i've done the same but you don't need that i didn't start bike touring exactly. on that bike. And that's what i was going to say like the first one i ever did it was it was like on my regular road bike i, I had i went to one of those bad chain bike stores what are they, what are they called again oh, like, uh, we don't want to name drop, do we? No, we or don't we, want to name drop. I went it, to. Does it start with a P? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I went to. I'm sure you all know the chain bike store I'm talking about. And you know, I had decided I wanted to do this big bike tour. I'd never done one before, and I went in there and I bought a $600 bike. Yeah. And then I rode across the country on it. Oh, yeah. You know, like it, obviously that's still an investment, and I understand oh, yeah. like that's hard, but you know. The, one of the nice things is if you have been into backpacking and hiking, you actually already have most of the gear oh, you yeah. need to go bikepacking. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like you've you got the sleep system, you've got the cook system, you probably have the right kind of like and, layered and clothing to point, you're going to wear. It's not going to be as efficient and maybe as fun, but like you don't need like the bikepacking specific bags. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people that started by just simply throwing on their backpack, yeah. getting on a bike and going. And here's the other cool thing about bike touring you know, what are we always talking about in the hiking community? Weight. What's your base weight? How heavy is this piece oh, of gear? Yeah. How heavy is my pack? So oh my God, I'm going to spend a hundred extra dollars on this pack <laughs> because it's like a pound lighter. Obviously it's nicer to keep your bike rig lighter. Oh yeah. It also doesn't matter. Oh, no. You can load a bike up oh, with yeah. weight. So even if you don't it's, have, it's going to matter if like you're in maybe a steep climb or like depending on what route you're doing, but still yeah, you, you don't think about it as much because it's not hanging off your back. No, and it's not sagging down on your shoulders. Right. And so, um, you know, even if you don't have like the nicest, lightest ultralight gear, you, I mean, you can go out and buy like cheap, heavy gear and oh, go yeah. on a bike tour with oh, it. Oh, totally. And then, you know, just kind of like 
work your way in with, you know, what you're going to, what you're going to change up and lighten up and maybe bike packing specific bags and bike, yeah. you know, a specific bike packing style bike, maybe that runs bigger tires, yeah. better for touring. But, but, you know, speaking to the person, so easy to get into speaking it. to the person who hasn't started and wants to, it, if you don't own a bike yet, you got to invest in a bike which is a lot, although I, owning a bike is a good thing to have in general. But I guarantee you that most of the people that are listening to this right now, I'd say I'm going to take a guess and say 80% of the people listening to this episode right now probably have a bike in their garage hanging up that there you they hear probably that, guys? haven't rode in a couple of years. Darwin's making generalizations about I am you. making generalizations <laughs> about no, you. No, um, because I worked in a bike shop and I saw uh, just so many people like you know, would come in and be like, well, I'm interested in getting and riding. And I'm like, okay, well you know, do you own a bike? And they're like, well, yeah, I own a bike, but I don't know if it's the best bike. And like I bought, it's, it's so common that people will buy bikes because they really want to get into cycling. And maybe there's some sort of barrier there. Maybe they just don't have time. And the bike just kind of hangs in their garage. We used to make jokes all the time that, um, maybe this is kind of mean, that there would be certain people <laughs> that would come in and buy a bike and we would instantly be like, that's a clothes rack. Like that bike is like this, this is a bike that someone's going to ride. This is a clothes rack bike. Basically saying that this person's going to buy this bike, they're going to ride it once, they're going to put it in their garage, and inevitably things are just going to get thrown they're on They're just going to hang their clothes on yeah, it. Yeah, or oh like, you know, like throw random things in their garage on top of it. It's just going to become a rack to hold stuff. So you hear that, folks? If your bike <laughs> is a clothes rack, take those clothes off it. Get it out. Put some bags on it. Damn straight. Take it out for a ride. Exactly, because it's so fun. The other cool thing about bikepacking and, and touring that I, I don't think a lot of people realize is anybody out there that, you know, kind of has interest maybe in say doing a trail like the CDT where it's a choose your own adventure trail. Mm -hmm. So let's take a couple trails and like, like separate them here for a second. You have the AT and you have the PCT. Both of those trails are pretty set. It's a pretty set route. If you take an alternate, you're going to get shamed off trail. Exactly. <laughs> where it's, it's one trail. Everybody's hiking the same thing from Georgia to Maine, Canada to Mexico, however, however, on the CDT, you are constantly changing it up. And it's a, it, as I'm sure a ton of you have heard it referred to as a choose your own adventure trail. So there's all these different alternates and everybody's kind of doing something different. And you get to this certain section and you're like, well, I could go the high route or I could go the low route. I could do the blue line. I could do the red line. That's basically what bike touring is all the time. So yeah. you kind of go out with a set idea for a route, but then you're just consistently changing it up. And then here, here's maybe my favorite thing about bike touring. You know, even if you're backpacking a trail like the CDT, your kind of like network of alternates is finite. Yeah. Roads go everywhere. Everywhere. People, you could start a bike tour and Whether be like it's paved gravel. Yeah, you could be like, God, oh, I'm going to do this bike tour in Southern California, and that bike tour could end in Canada for yeah. all I care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Exactly. You can just keep going. And what's cool is you have everything you need on your bike. You also it takes out that very specific element of through hiking, of kind of dependence on other people, of like needing to hitch into town. And when you're on your bike, you can just go. And you can go yeah. wherever you need like to. I feel like there's a little more independence it's, on a bike tour. It's than totally a back, independent. On, on, I mean, like on say a through hike. It's Do you get that as well yeah, when you're out there? Yeah, it's totally independent. And you know, I have this fantasy all the time of you know, start a bike tour, and it never has to end. Yeah. I mean, you you could ride your bike around the it's whole true. world. Yeah. For all I care. You know, like and, a good example is uh, 
my wife and I went out to do the Blue Ridge Parkway in 2018. And our plan was just to do the parkway. And then there was a, at a point where we thought about like, well, the parkway is only so many miles. I, I can't remember. It's like, is it 400 and something? The Blue Ridge Parkway? Yeah, it's like 400. It's 455. There you go, 455. Um, from Cherokee to the Shanties. and when To Rockfish we, Gap. Yeah, Rockfish Gap. Um, right at the start of the Shenandoah Mountains. So we got there, and if we wanted to, we could have kept going and ride the, uh, what's it called? Skyline, Skyline Drive. Drive. They're the same road, yeah. basically. And then we could have kept going past that and connecting it to something and going past that. And well, Einstein actually did that, the same thing. We we actually met up out on the Blue Ridge Parkway, and he had rode from, where'd you start? L.A. L.A. And he had rode from L.A., kind of connecting his own route, coming all the way out. Or it was called the... Uh, what that is that route is, it's from is it the, the southern, yeah, southern, tier? southern tier. It's from the yeah. ACA, the American Cycling Association. So if you're interested in getting into like probably more road touring, but yeah. check out the ACA. They have a ton of routes. Yeah. And so this one I rode is called the Southern Tier, which basically kind of hugs the southern border of the U.S. Yeah. And I took it, I mean, I took it from like L.A. to basically Mississippi, and then I kind of got off it and... And I just pieced my way up to, yeah. to the BRP. Yeah, like you, you then connected to the Blue Ridge Parkway, which was a route, and then you connected. Yeah, well, I, to and the I used skyline, I used a route. route called the Natchez Trace, which oh, yeah. is a really yeah. cool ride. Kind of similar to the BRP, a little yeah. bit easier, less traffic. So it's nice it's, camping. It's kind of funny. It, it's kind of just like just like through hiking. Like there are, you know, like there's the AT, the PCT, and the CDT. Through hike, our bike packing and bike touring has its its similar things where there's very known routes that a lot of people are taking all the time. And then there are ones that, you know, people are just kind of coming up with and doing their own. But I, I feel like with bike touring, there's more of that. But here's what, yeah, here's what's exciting about it. Do you know the same day that I started riding the Natchez Trace was the same day that I learned what the Natchez Trace is? Nice. I like did, I wasn't in like, you know, California, like, okay, and when I get to Mississippi, I'm going to get on the Natchez Trace Parkway. No, I was in Mississippi, God, I forget the name of the town that that parkway starts in. But anyways, isn't in that town looking at a map, talking to someone. I was like, oh, look at this road. Could I ride that? And they're like, yeah, that's the Natchez Trace Parkway. Yeah. You should ride it to Nashville. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's, you know? that's the really fun thing about yeah. it, right? It's so, just constantly changing it up and doing different things. And you can just do that forever. I mean, obviously, like time and money are a factor like they are on all these adventures. Yeah. But in the hypothetical world where i have infinite time and money i could just ride my bike forever and yeah. never run out of new and then, stuff and to speaking do. of that i think it's something that both you and i are really interested in getting into in the future especially like hopefully once the world somewhat opens back up which it has to a point but like going over and and doing trips you know overseas doing it abroad which you know you can go basically fly into somewhere in the uk with a bike and then just go yeah and like ride into multiple countries and take you know other trains and ferries to other places and just connect all of these different things and go on these grand adventures so yeah there's just a lot of opportunity to really yeah. kind of explore other countries and parts of the world when you're on a bike that yeah. maybe is a lot harder with yeah, hiking I think so right because like even with with hiking or backpacking like overseas or in another country I feel like there's a lot more research that needs to be done and like knowing exactly where you're going to start, where you're going to end, like how to resupply where, again, if you load up your bike 
with all your gear and just like fly over to the UK, you get off the plane yeah. and you just know, like, I need to get back here. Like, yeah, prob- problem <laughs> in a, solving, in a couple of weeks. problem solving is easier with a bike. Yeah, definitely. Because you can just definitely get to where easier. you need to go to. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I just think it like opens up, you know, for people that are adventure junkies, for people that aren't just, you know, hiking junkies or backpacking junkies that are just pure adventure junkies, no matter what it is. I feel like bikepacking and bike touring really like is it really fulfills yeah. the adventure. And, and so right? here you go. You know, what's something I mean, basically everybody has either done or wants to do or yeah. loves doing is going on a road trip. Yeah. Being on a bike tour is kind of like going on a road trip, except instead of yeah. going seventy miles an hour, you're going ten miles an hour. Yeah. So you can kind of like take things in a little bit more and take your time and you know, it can just be like this really pleasant, enjoyable way to totally. to, to, to you get just to travel. smell the roses more for all the stop and smell God. the roses, folks. I think that you get to smell the roses. I think more you mention that every time I come on the podcast <laughs> with you. <laughs> I always love talking about smelling. The I'm going to go on all your YouTube videos and comment. You should smell the roses <laughs> on every single think, one. I of think them. you should. Yeah, but you know, I, we've we've been Einstein and I have been trying to get down to South America now for what the past two years. Yeah, it would be, obviously because of the world shut down it's been it would be really cool to do a tour down there yeah oh yeah and and, you know our plan for that is there wasn't a lot of planning for that it was just we're gonna load our bikes up we're gonna fly into an airport somewhere in peru we're gonna get off we're gonna spend two weeks riding around and all we know is we got to get back to that airport at some point to fly back to the states yeah aside from that it's just open adventure it's completely create your own adventure go where you want to and sometimes you can follow a route you know for people that are looking to maybe get into bikepacking or touring, there is a ton of great resources. And again, I would I would personally argue there's more options for like something to start with than I think there is backpacking or long distance hiking because you only have so many long distance trails, right, that are kind of known and have information on them. If you go to something like bikepacking.com, which is a resource that I use all the time, there is a ridiculous amount of routes on there that people yeah. have created that are some are a little more established than others some have more info on them than others but the great thing about like the touring community and bikepacking community is everyone always has some sort of like gps on them yeah so everyone's recording their route and then they like to share it with everybody else and then you know you got somebody else that goes and does it and improves on it and gives more information for it so there's just like so much more bike, variety bike right? touring too because of the way it is, you know, what we've been saying with being able to like change things up and do your own thing, it really lends itself to kind of like personalized trips and stories. And there's a lot of cool people online who will like do really specific write-ups of just like things they've done. And you could go read them and be like, I want to do this or see it as inspiration be like, well, I want to do this, but I kind of want to change this part of it. Um, you know, we did that with the, uh, the, what, Sky Island, Sky Odyssey. Island Odyssey. Like last we year. went down, we kind of planned on doing somebody else's route, going all the way around, and yeah. we kind of altered it a few ways. Yeah. Right? Like we ended up maybe not wanting to be out there for as long, so we altered. We got back to Patagonia a little quicker. Yeah. Didn't in the beginning we do something different too? Didn't we change up the route a little? We bit took a different access point to it. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's the fun thing is you can kind of like go out, use somebody's route, and then change it to kind of your own liking. Where I feel like I don't know. I, I mean, you can do that on a backpacking trip and a through hike as well 
I just feel like you're maybe just it's more restricted. You're more restricted with it because you're walking. Yeah. So it takes, you know, you can't necessarily do a 20 mile alternate right. because that's going to take you a day and a half right. and you don't have that time. Whereas on a bike, it takes you an hour and a half. Yeah. And then you just do it. Right. You know, are you riding 20 miles in an hour? I said hour and a half. Oh, <laughs> hour and a half. That's a, can, you, can you put down that many miles in an hour and a half? It depends on the wind and the road and the conditions. So you're moving, bro. <laughs> I mean, if I, like on some of my longer bike tours, when I was going across like Eastern Colorado with a tailwind, I could average like 16 miles an hour. So what do you think are, you know, so I guess adding on to that before I ask you this, one great resource, if you're looking at getting into it, if you're looking at expanding your horizons, doing some adventures on a bike and really want an awesome resource. Unfortunately, there's not as many people making YouTube videos as there is like hiking and backpacking. I tried, God knows I tried back in 2016 <laughs> to stick. put out a lot of content. Um, and you know, people were, it just wasn't really popular yet. People weren't into it yet, which I totally understand. Um, but you know, there's not as much resource as far as YouTube videos. It's getting better. I, I'm starting to see more and more channels and stuff pop up, but a great resource is bikepacking.com. You know, they, they do a ton of like gear reports on there, um, review a bunch of stuff, uh, the routes. I think the biggest advantage to it, you know, people are constantly asking me because I get messages all the time when I talk about bikepacking or doing trips is like, how do you plan your routes? And basically I always kind of start with bikepacking.com. I'll go there. There's this like map of the world. It's not even of the U S it's the entire world. And there's little pins everywhere where that someone has created a route. You click on it. You can even like, uh, kind of make it specific. Like, you know, that you're looking for a three day trip uh, on a gravel bike. So, you know, something that's not a pure mountain bike, something that is not a fat bike, you know, um, and I think you can even pick your season, like the time of year that you want to do it. And then it'll basically give you this massive list of trips where people have suggested, like, you know, we, we suggest, or, or we think that the average person is going to do this in three days on this type of a bike is the best during this season of the year. And then you can just kind of plan it from there. You can either use the route, like you can download it to a GPS and start kind of messing with the route. Or you can just kind of look at the access point and like look at where they started, go out, start there, and then kind of create your own thing. But yeah, it's that is a really great resource. Um, what do you think, you know, aside from maybe resources, aside from the bike dilemma, right, of like you got to have a bike. But I'll argue like, well, in order to get into backpacking. Like whenever you first started getting into backpacking, you needed a tent, you needed a pack, yeah. you needed all this stuff too. So you had to invest money in that. Yeah. So getting into bikepacking or touring, if you have already done backpacking and through hiking or hiking, really like the only other investment you're making is what getting a bike. Right? Yeah. Which is a big investment. Right. But what other barriers do you think that like personally, do you, do you see people that maybe, why they wouldn't be interested in getting into it aside from just like, I don't want to ride a bike. Like, do you think well, there's any other Well, that's probably barriers? the biggest one is like having some like preconceived notions about, you know, what riding a bike might be like or what like a bike tour be, would be like to which I would say, you know, open, open up your mind a little bit. I always I mean, told people if you, when I worked in the bike shop that I worked in, like we would always have people come in and it would be like a couple 
and they would be there to like say by the the husband or or one one person in the couple would be interested in buying like a mountain bike right and the other uh significant other would be with them and you know we'd be talking about the bike and stuff and i'd be like oh what about you are you going to get into it as well and they'd always be like well i don't really like riding a bike and my i would always say the same thing to people i was like bullshit everybody likes riding a bike if you were a kid you liked riding a bike if you if you had a childhood where you didn't like you didn't ride a bike i i'm sorry but that, that might have been a sad childhood because like to me when i was a kid like a bike was pure freedom like that was the funnest thing i did when i was a kid was jump on my bike so i'm like if you liked riding a bike when you're a kid you still like riding bikes now you just don't know it yet or you haven't been on the right bike yet but like oh man it that would always be my answer it's just you know well, I don't really like riding bikes. I'm like, oh, you just haven't rode the right bike yet. Always. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I would, I would say to people who maybe don't think riding a bike is fun or worth it, like, give it a shot. You can also always just go, like, rent a bike for yeah. a week. Yeah, that's the and, other like, thing. like, give it a shot. Yeah. We used to do and, that all the time. We had a, a rental fleet, and we'd always run out, like, certain demos and stuff to people to just try a bike out to see if they wanted to, you know, invest in it and buy it. Most, most of your local bike shops will do that. Yeah, and so that's something I was going to say when you were talking about going online and looking for resources. Yeah. Because, look, some people might go on bikepacking.com and be like, none of these routes are within 400 miles of sure. where I live. You know where else you can go? Go to your local bike go shop. Go to your local and bike go talk shop. to the guys who work there or yeah. the owner or just other people who Odds go there. Odds are they're big bikepacking Yeah, and ask geeks. them about, you know, a cool tour you could do around yeah. there. And they'll have plenty of stuff for you. And then, you know, it's a matter of like looking down at a map with them and looking at some stuff just like in your area that you don't have to drive a couple hundred miles to go do your bike tour. You know, you can start and end from your front door. Yeah, I guess a big barrier then would be resources, right? I just think there's a lot of people that don't really know where to kind of like start. Well, like it's where because it hasn't like taken off online the way that backpacking has. You yeah. know, so many people get into backpacking now because they watch a YouTube video about it or follow right. someone on Instagram. And there's just less of that yeah. with bikepacking and bike touring. But just because you're not seeing it all over your Instagram doesn't mean people aren't doing it. And it doesn't mean it's not worth doing. And it's not easy to get into. And it's not like... I don't think it's any I harder think, to get into no, than backpacking I don't, I don't is. think so either. Or it's, climbing or It's certainly kayaking. easier than skiing. <laughs> you think so? You think it's easier to get into than skiing? Because it's the same thing. I think all outdoor activities are the same. It's like well, you I think need the like, gear, like right tool for the right job. I think something like climbing or skiing it requires a higher standard of physical ability than cycling does. Yeah. You need to like yeah. be in good shape yeah. to ride a bike. I guess I'll give you that. But like, I guess that makes sense. Anybody can ride a bike. Right. And you know, if like getting into better shape is something that you want to do, riding a bike is one of the best ways to do that because you can get on a bike and start riding right, right now, no matter well, I guess what. That's kind a of good point. Like, I think that if, again, if you were a kid, odds are, you know how to ride a bike. Odds are, like, you know, what's the old term? Like, just like riding a bike. Like, you never really yeah, forget, how to, forget how to ride a bike, right? Bike. Yeah. Um, so if you learned how to ride a bike when you're a kid, odds are you have the physical ability to get into bike touring or bikepacking. Kind of the same with backpacking and hiking. Like, anybody can do it. As long as you can walk, as long as, like, you you know how to walk, like, you can put a bag on your back and you can walk through the through the woods. Yeah. Same thing on a bike. Like, if you know how to ride a bike, you can get into bikepacking. Aside from that, it's just, you know, finding where you can do it 
having the the right tools for the job. And it's not always the right tools. Like a lot of people I think got in to bikepacking is because they had some old clunker mm-hmm. mountain bike sitting in their garage. It was like some old early nineties, you know, late eighties mountain bike, steel mountain bike. They loaded it up with backpacking gear and they took off and then it just kind of became this thing. Now we have like specific bikes that are built yeah, for that, yeah. you know, that have certain geometries and certain tire sizes and certain clearance for bags and stuff like that. But kind of like hiking or backpacking, you know, if like grandma Gatewood, you know, threw a, uh, a knapsack around mm-hmm. her, her back and went and hiked the AT, right? It's kind of the same thing and with like bike leather packing. shoes. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with bike packing. It's like people just grabbed a bike, they threw some backpacking gear on it, and they went out. And you can do the same now. Like you can really do the same now. It, yeah. Also, if it's something that you're nervous about getting into, even if biking or cycling hasn't been a big part of your life, I guarantee you know somebody oh, who yeah. cycling has been a big part of their oh, life, yeah. and I'm sure they'd be excited to talk to you about bikes and help you kind of figure out how you want to go about getting into it. Yeah. And, you know, we have personally, um, you know, we haven't got into as many yet, but we do have quite a handful of articles over on the website. Over Including on, a gear guide. Yeah. For, like, yeah, with we did gear, a gear rated guide. from, Absolutely. like, beginner to moderate to experienced Absolutely. gear for bikepacking and bike touring. Yeah. And d- didn't we do bikes, bags? We kind of did a little bit of everything. Yeah, we did bikes, we? bags, accessories, yeah. all, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we've tried to make a good starting resource for that. So you can always go over to the outdoor evolution.com and find the, uh, we'll, adventure by we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we should also link some, we can link to bikepacking.com. Yeah. Uh, we can link to what's something else. I'd what's link another great resource? maybe the ACA. Yeah. They ACA would be a routes. good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, to really help you get into it. Um, and there's tons of good YouTube channels now. Uh, Path Less Pedaled is a great YouTube channel. Um, my buddy Russ, who mm-hmm. has been doing it for quite some time, which he's actually a contributor to Outdoor Evolution. He did an article over on OE at some point. Um, he would be a great resource to get into it. But yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. I think I think this episode was like really fun for Einstein and I to do because we've been talking about it for a while. We also ride bikes all the time together. All the time. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's exciting. Like, I feel like this episode is probably like, ah, like we're really excited to finally like sit down and talk about mm-hmm. like one of our true passions and love. And again, you know, I think a lot of people are probably here for the podcast because we do a lot of media and we do a lot of articles and, and stuff on hiking and backpacking. A lot of the podcast episodes, we reference hiking and backpacking a lot more. Yeah. But like bikes are just like, in both of our yeah our our, our blood and i think you know a big part of this podcast is we want to explore other things in the outdoors and other things we like doing or you know maybe even eventually things we haven't done yet but are interested in doing yeah you know my whole thing with starting any of this media like starting the youtube channel starting instagram doing outdoor revolution was just to inspire people to get into these things that i had such a love for and like same with bikes, like same with, I really, you know, we've talked about this, this winter getting into like some cross country skiing and maybe some mm-hmm. hot tenting and, mm-hmm. and winter camping. And I'm sure that will reflect here on the podcast and over on the website with articles and stuff. But I'm always trying to encourage people to really expand their outdoor experience, you know, through hiking and 
backpacking and hiking is fun. I mean, yeah. it is. It's it's good. It's what it's really started all this for me. It's probably what got a lot of you right now that are listening to it. But there are so many amazing things to do in the outdoors, and we are outdoor evolution. Yeah. Right? So we're constantly trying to get people to evolve into different things in the outdoors, and yeah, kind of expand their horizons. And, and like I said, and inspirationally, you know, I decided to start bike touring because I had gone on a through hike and I thought, you know, maybe this could be similar or interesting in different ways. And I'm so glad that I made that decision, you know, absolutely. And it was hard to get into and kind of intimidating, but I, you know, you just, sometimes you just got to dive in and give it a shot. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. So there you go, folks. Hopefully this episode maybe can jack you up a little bit, maybe give you a little confidence, maybe inspire you to get as excited and just like crazy as, as we have with, with talking about this. Hopefully you can hear the excitement in our voices in this conversation and and see, you know, just like years ago when I started talking about through hacking, when I started talking about backpacking on YouTube, how excited I was to talk about it, to get other people jacked about it and get into it because of how amazing it was and what I found in it. So hopefully you kind of get the same feeling with, with bike touring and bike packing and, and maybe, maybe like you just, you take a little bit out of it. Maybe you'll think about, Oh, maybe I should go dust off that old bike in my garage and slap my backpack on and go out for a night just on this random gravel road and go, go have an adventure, go have a bike tour, bike pack or whatever other random thing you want to call it. Yeah. And, uh, I think that we plan on, especially this coming season, doing a lot more bike media on Outdoor Evolution, talking a lot more, and even having maybe a couple special guests that are uh, maybe some some well-known bike packers and bike tourists here on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. A huge thanks to Einstein for joining me yet again as co-host on this episode. Go follow his various adventures, including some two-wheeled ones, on Instagram at youth.retired. If you want to help support the podcast and get bonus content like early access to episodes, hours of exclusive video, and even a weekly bonus podcast with yours truly, you can become a member of our Patreon community, and we will leave a link in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the podcast, do us a big old favor and give it a rating or a review wherever you're currently listening. Make sure to check out theoutdoorevolution.com to keep up to date with all of our new articles, courses, products, and more. You can follow us over on Instagram at The Outdoor Evolution. And folks, that's going to do it for another episode. Thanks so much for tuning in.